TheItSpot.com. I take time to spew. What kind of pathetic drugs you take me for? I was intoxicated. No, I'm not drunk, madam, but you give me an idea. A very bad habit. <laughs> You're listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. How's my new popper stopper? <sighs> oh, just tell me it's fantastic. It is fantastic. Yay! It's, it's positively perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> I can't think of any P words at the moment. Not that aren't dirty. Say Peter picked a peck of pickled peppers. Peter Piper picked a pep of pickled peppers. That's pretty good. How many pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? It's still a little bit of a boo, but it's not, uh, it's a normal one. It actually looks like it's the same brand as the one you have. Uh, I think mine's an actual popper stopper. That's what mine says. That, that's an actual brand. I'm not too, is it? Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's silk screened right on the net. It says popper stopper. Well, there you go. Popper not to, stopper. Not to advertise them, but I've actually been using just the foam. I've got a foam sock. What's a foam sock? I just, you know, the foam that goes over the end of my mic. Oh. Although the popper stopper is still attached. Uh, so now I'm doing both of it. So now it shouldn't pop at all. Yay. Not even remotely. Anyway, welcome to Air My Shorts. Here we are again. Here we come again. Hold on. I thought you were going to yell at the kids outside. I was thinking about it. They're quite loud. Can you hear them? I can. Yeah, they're laughing and carrying on like kids outside. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. After I went through all this trouble to uh, stop my pops and pee my... What? Stop my pee. Stop my pee pops and... Yep. That. Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Air Out My Shorts. I am the word whore. And I'm pressing buttons. And oh, what a wonderful week it's been. Tell me about it. I can't remember any of it. Oh, just tell me something about it. <laughs> um, anything. I, I didn't write anything down. Okay, but in fairness, we've never ever written anything down, so... This is true. This doesn't exactly let you off the hook. This is how things have changed. I I can actually occasionally remember something you posted on Facebook to jog your memory about what you've done. So there's technology working for us, right? I guess so. Okay. You went to some seminar about the Golden Girls. Did I? That's what your Facebook thing said. Uh, are you sure you were looking at my Facebook? Yes. It said you were attending... A symposium or a seminar about the Golden Girls and the ancient art of something. Oh, um, well, I'm pretty sure that that's not exactly what it was called. But um, I go to Egyptological lectures on occasion, as you know, as you've, you've been to one with me. Okay. I've been I've been to more than one with you. Have you? Okay. What does that have to do with the Golden Girls? Well, that Golden Goals is what it was. Oh, not Golden Girls. Okay, so I just read it wrong. I thought you were going to a, some sort of lecture about the Golden Girls. And that's tomorrow. 
So you haven't been there yet. So, <laughs> so no, I'm not. I'm not going to see the Golden Girls in the past or the future. <laughs> I'm so confused. There goes my whole idea of being able to trigger your memory Although, on what, you, what you've done. It is a little bit of a parody on the name, though, because the subtitle is Old Age in Ancient Egypt. Well, I saw Golden and Old Age, and I thought... You saw you were... what you wanted to see. That's I the... saw... I thought you were meeting Betty White, and I was very excited, and I wanted to hear all about it, because I think she's the only one left, but she's my favorite. Would Rue McLennan die? I think all except Betty White are past. Yeah, I really, truly read your Facebook post as you were going to something to do with the Golden Girls, and I was very excited, and I thought we could talk about that tonight, but apparently I was way off, because you... You were not going to something about Egypt. Nope. Try again. Okay. So Um, far, that Facebook isn't working so well. Okay. What else have I got? That's all the trolling of your page I've done. Oh, you read a spectacular story on the Drabblecast, and I was very proud of you. You did a wonderful job. Why, thank you. You were part of it, too. I was a very small part of it. I had, like, five seconds of dialogue. I was a little worried, actually, about halfway through when... There was nothing from you yet. And then I thought, what, did she only have like three lines or something? But, you know, yeah, five. Then you realized that was true. Right. <laughs> it was cl- close to that. Yeah. I literally rattled off my lines in 10 minutes without reading the rest of the story. And I was glad it sort of kind of felt like it worked. Yeah, it did. Of course, I put a lot of thought and research into it and realized my character had no personality. So I just dead read them. <laughs> is that the excuse that's my story and i'm sticking to it and you're reading for something else too or you have read for something i already read for nobilis erotica and that's it's a it. yeah. naughty 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 story already released both are already released so go find uh the Drabblecast cockroach hat i believe is the story that preston buttons read and nobilis erotica I read an excerpt from a story called Let Me Show You. He He's never asked me to read any of his erotica. I'm not sure I could handle hearing you read erotica. Well, you don't think it'd be sexy? I don't... Um... I don't think I could handle it, but I think, <laughs> I think it would be you, fine for everybody else. You could have just said no. <laughs> well, I was trying to put my... Head in the in the head of the what? The mind in the hand in the hand of the man who from what? Galilee. You know, I just <laughs> I can't I can't vote for the rest of the human race. Just me. Yeah, I, I think it'd be a pretty good guess. I'm sure you're just as creeped out by hearing me read erotica. So, you know, <laughs> it's kind it's kind of like it's kind of like the cockroach hat. I don't see how, but I'm pretending to agree with you. <laughs> uh, what news do I have? Mm. Since we last spoke, Disco Lou came for a visit. I think I mentioned he was coming the last time we spoke. He was only here for one night. We took him to a Brazilian meat festival. and Always a good thing. And we took him to the VFW. What's that? The Veterans of Foreign Wars. It's basically 
the Legion. It's what we call the Legion in Canada. Ah, uh, okay, okay, I see. Yeah, the place is just, it looks like somebody's back room from the 70s, and the drinks are ridiculously cheap, and everybody's toothless. Are there actual it, veterans there? Um, it's hard to say. Veterans of things, not necessarily foreign wars, but they all look like veterans of something. Because they don't imagine that too many of the Second World War vets hang at those places anymore. No. The few that are remaining. All I know is the place has a magic to it that is just unbeatable. And I know it's the worst place on the planet to take somebody in from out of town that wants the the surf beach vibe. But it's just so stupid fun. Uh, well, I'm sure Disco Stew's been to Miami before. Disco Lou. Disco Lou. I'm hearing a lot of weird whooshing noises coming from your end of the block. It's probably because I'm breathing into the microphone. Okay, if you say so. Um, what else? What else? What else? I I went to a family reunion that I go to once every four years, and I flew. And you flew? I flew. For real, I flew. You know me. You know how afraid of heights I am. I can't even stand on my own balcony, as you know. Um, yeah, I never knew that you had a uh, problem with flying, though. I guess it would follow, but I've, well, I, I've uh, know uh, you've uh, been uh, on plenty of planes, so... There's a difference between flying in a plane and a height-seeing flying, you know what I mean? Oh, so you took uh, one of those little uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark planes? No. Oh, really? Indoor skydiving. Oh, oh yeah, I saw some pictures of that. That's uh, pretty crazy. Fucking hysterical. Yeah, but... It's scary as hell. You know what the coolest part was, though? I mean, I was... But that you're three feet off the ground? It's not the ground. It's a net, so you can see through it. So the pictures are misleading. It looks like we're three feet off the ground, but you can see right through the net. I was the only one who was scared, but I was trying to hide it because I, I have a stupid, irrational fear of heights. Um, and, and this is just not one of those activities I would normally do. It's just not a word whore thing to do. So... Everybody else wanted to go, and I just didn't want to look like a chicken shit, so I went. And somehow, thinking I was walking in as the last in line to fly, I ended up being first. Mm -hmm. And this turned out there was this hole in the crotch of my jumpsuit that they make you put on when you fly. So I inflated like a balloon, which scared the shit out of me. It was a total Willy Wonka moment. It's like I turned into, what's her name? The one that blew up like a, a blueberry. Veruca Salt. And, and crossed with the scene where they had to burp because they were flying up to the, whatchamacallits, the fans and stuff. Right, yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah, and that's all it was going through my head. It was fun as hell, though. Yeah, well, good. Maybe uh, you'll you'll try more things that don't involve patios and booze. What are you saying? You just combined the two things where I was last most dangerously injured. So is, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not quite sure I understand That's true. I didn't, I didn't think about that. <laughs> yes. I might as well just go stand in the middle of the street because apparently I can be hurt doing my favorite things, not just the things I'm scared of. <laughs> 
speaking of which, this is this is the fucked up part that I was so scared about doing this skydiving thing, which we came up with the night before drunk and a, a cousin who we just assumed knew we were talking out of our asses booked it first thing in the morning and then told us what time we were flying. And I was like, wait, uh, I was joking. I didn't mean I would really do it. And suddenly we were just doing it. We were booked and we were doing it. But I had a blast and I don't regret it. And if anybody gets a chance to do it, it's it's the pussy way to skydive. It's fun. Hmm. Anyway, a couple of days later, we were just driving to the beach, which sounds like such a non-threatening thing to do. And we were sideswiped on a four-lane highway and driven off the road. It was pretty nasty. Like sideswiped? Like run off the highway. We were in the fast lane. Right. And the girl in the lane next to us claims some big semi-truck was getting too close to her and she swerved away from it and she sideswiped us and drove us off the road. So there was contact between the cars? Oh, much contact. Wow. It was very scary. I think it was the first actual car accident I've ever been in. Were you with Mumblebee? No, I was with Mumblebee's cousin and Mumblebee's cousin's daughter. We were pretty shaken up. Um, yeah, I would think. It was totally in slow motion. Well, no one was hurt, I take it. No, we were. In the end, we f- ended up feeling bad for the girl who hit us because she she looked like she was 12 years old. Obviously, she wasn't, but she... Oh, it's Florida. She could be. Yeah. She would not stop crying. She just cried and cried and cried, and she was shaking, and we ended up consoling her. But yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty rattling. I can see that being uh, traumatic. Forty five minutes to an hour waiting for the cops to come and clear us of the accident. Kind of put a, a dent in the beach day. Mm. I saw Magic Mike. Have you seen Magic Mike yet? Uh, no, I heard it's terrible. What? It's not terrible. Who told you it was terrible? Actually, I didn't even know what it was until. I heard a Keith and the girl, and they were talking about it. Who told you it was terrible? I'm just go. Actually, I'm just going off the opinion of of uh, Keith and Hemda, and it sounds like you're recording from the ocean. I don't know. That's probably Skype or something. It's weird, and it's like wave sounds. Anyway, I saw a magic mic with my gay fiance and his husband and his husband's girlfriend and our friend Chihuahua and her boyfriend and her beard. Mm -hmm. I wanted to lick the screen. We all wanted to lick the screen. I don't know how you could dislike it. Well, I don't know. I I haven't seen it. I'm not sure that I plan to see it. I really am hearing ocean noises. It's making me have to pee. I'm hearing whooshing sounds, but that's your room kicking in and out. No. Guarantee it. I don't know. What to say. Okay. Well, why don't you go pee and then let's read a story. Did I say I had to pee? You said it was making you think of it. What'd you do for Canada Day? Sit on a patio. Which patio? Mumblebee's patio. He wasn't home. I know. (laughs) Okay. Does that mean you're not allowed to talk about it? 
No, I just, just hung out and didn't go to Pride Parade, basically. Oh, why would you miss Pride? Oh, just it's too, too crowded. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. Um, what's What the fuck is going on with Kevin Smith? What do you mean? I mean, what's his deal? Like, why doesn't he make movies anymore? He made one a couple of years ago. Now he's got this weird show called Spoilers on Hulu. It's not even on TV. It's only on Hulu. And it's basically just talking about other people's movies. Um, Don't you think that's kind of weird? Not really. He's probably been doing it on Smodcast for ages. I imagine, at least. I haven't, I've never listened to it, so I don't know. But um, I don't know. I would be willing to bet that after doing a couple of shitty, poorly received movies and then doing the last one where he released it independently, I, I thought that he said something about not really doing many more movies, but it could be just sour grapes. I'm just baffled. I mean, I I don't I don't see how you go from something being your your passion to the point where you're maxing out all your credit cards to make your first movie to really not a lot of time going by in the scheme of things to being on this cheese ball sort of TMZ style show of ripping apart other movies. You know what I mean? I just, I think it's sad. It's sad. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, the thing is, is that he's, you know, Clerks was okay, but, and I enjoyed it when I watched it, but it's way overrated. Like, it's, it's... It's my father's favorite movie. Really? That's just weird on a number of levels, but... I think so, too. The the thing is, is that, you know, it was okay for a first movie, and then he made Mallrats, which... I like a lot better in retrospect just because I like his crowd, but not because it was a good movie. Because I, no, I was, saw it and I thought it was oh, not this is a terrible. good movie. Chasing was, Amy, I liked. Me too. Dogma, I thought was good, which I think Dogma is actually kind of maligned, but I thought it was pretty good. And then I wish I could go back in time and replace Ben Affleck in Chasing Amy, and then it would be, I believe, a very good film. Yeah, that's possible. I just, I have a Ben Affleck allergy or yeah. something. You know what? I He's not my favorite either, but I did see The Town, which he... Oh, I actually quite liked that. He directed? Yes. Yeah, that was very good. I just saw it uh, recently. Quite liked it. I saw it quite a while ago, and, and I did like it. But for some reason, there's something about that guy, and always has been, that just rubs me the wrong way. And I have no explanation for it. He just kind of gives me the, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, should we read the story? I guess we can. My beer's empty, so I'll have to get another one. What are we reading? Why don't you reach in the mailbag while I try to find a top? Okay. Do we have anything in the mailbag? It's real low. Yes. From last I checked. I'm looking now. Okay. Be right back. I said you'll be loud. Oh, reaching in the mailbag. Jesus Christ. Sounds like she's having like a Kill Bill fight in there. 
You talking to yourself, man? Because my earphones aren't on and I can't hear you. Okay. Uh, All right, so I got one here. Is it a story? It's a story. Yay! We've got something submitted to us by a Tom Davies, and I don't know who that is. Looks to be a uh, first-time submitter, perhaps. Which is good. I don't want to call him a first-time submitter in case he isn't. Okay. Here's a new story from some guy whose name I don't recall. (laughs) Okay. It's called Word Count by Tom Davies. Kevin selected the word ravishing and hit delete. Next to go were lovingly, unabashed, and celery-flavored. He still had a ways to go to reduce the word count of his story to 800. Oh, he's writing a story for us, but he's forgotten that we're down to 700. He had been writing it for a week, ever since his favorite literary podcast, The Draft Board, had made an open request for listener submissions. Damn it. (laughs) He doesn't mean us. Who the fuck is The Draft Board? I don't know. We we got to get those guys. Uh, Eight hundred words or less to be read in an upcoming episode by its two devilish and profane hosts, Festrin Gluttons and the Plot Slut. Oh, it's us. It's been a long time since we had a story about us. Yeah, hopefully this doesn't follow the same track as many of them. Yeah, it's very unsettling, but the the things they make us do. <laughs> The thought of having a story read by Gluttons and the Slut excited Kevin, so he wanted his submission to be perfect. From his punctili- <laughs> punctilious perspective. Is that a word? I don't know, but I like it. 800 words or less meant 800 words exactly. Stories need words, after all, so why not use as many as possible? I would like us to come up with a spin-off show as Gluttons in the Slut. I really like that. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's got a ring to it, you know? Well, it could maybe be a, a food show or something. <laughs> that could work. A food sex show. I bet that hasn't been done before. Or stories and food. Why stories? Who needs stories? We've got stories on this show, and you know how that goes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> On second thought, I'm not sure that a, a spin-off is warranted. <laughs> exactly. But gluttons and the slut need to do something. Yeah. This isn't exactly the cheers of shows, though. <laughs> Presently, though, the problem was too many words. Kevin replaced basking in the underbrush with sprawled and beheld their mutual mustard afterglow with Regarded one another. Writing's fun, Kevin thought. That's certainly some interesting wordplay. Having pared his story down to precisely 800 words, he hit save, closed his laptop, and went to bed. His plan was to proofread it once more the following morning before sending it off. Submissions weren't due for a week, so he had time to make changes. Though in his mind, the story was perfect. What are you doing? It's not me. I was just going to ask you. I hear ocean sounds through you. No, it's not ocean sounds. That's probably nothing. It's probably nothing going to tape anyway. But no, I keep hearing a banging. There's no banging going on. Kevin dozed off imagining all the people who would hear his 800 words and how impressed they'd be. 
Oh, Christ, if, if it's this show, his imagination is all he has for audience. Kevin's nature was sweetly naive. Isn't that what you just said? Uh, yes, I guess so. He saw only the good in people, listening to gluttons and the sluts, irreverent, obscene observations. Kevin filtered out the vulgarity, leaving just the obvious and deep affection the co-hosts felt for one another. Oh, so it isn't about us. <laughs> it's not about us at all. Their coarse dispositions relayed through slurred anecdotes and rum-soaked rants belied what Kevin considered the real point of the podcast. These two needed each other. <laughs> Kevin's sweetness was reflected in his story, a well-paced tale of boy meets girl in which Marlon, a local newspaper reporter about to expose corruption within the organic farm certification bureaucracy, falls for the girl, Consuela the after-hours cleaning woman who empties the newsroom's trash. The next morning, Kevin printed out his story so he could proofread it over breakfast. The story unfolded nicely, as it always did. First with Marlon pin-pining. Pinning? Pining. <laughs> I liked pinning Consuela better. Yeah. First with Marlon pining for Consuela, followed by his first tentative approaches toward her. Kevin didn't know it, but he smiled as his eyes lifted the words from the page. He smiled, that is, until he reached the end of one particular paragraph. The sentence read, Evan wanted to eat Consuela's brain. This, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> this has everything in it. This so startled Kevin that a spasm arrested his torso. He spilled Cheerios on the printout. What is that? he wondered aloud. I didn't write that. But there was no time to investigate. Kevin was late and barely had time to clean up before rushing off to work. Kevin returned from work, anxious to solve the mystery of the unapproved addition to his story. He opened the file and scrolled down. There it was, at the end of the paragraph. Evan wanted to eat Consuela's brain. He reread it, flummoxed by its existence and its meaning. He checked the word count, 806. Kevin shook his head in disbelief. He selected the six uninvited words, hit delete, then save. Kevin paused to consider one last time how his story could have been changed like that. But it was inexplicable. Dun-dun-dun. I already dun-dun-dunned. Well, I, I? I did it again. I think we're only allowed one dun-dun-dun per story. Gluttons. Kevin went to bed where he slept well, unaware that this was just the beginning of the mysterious assault on his innocent story of love between a reporter and a cleaning woman. For the next morning, Kevin read a fresh printout of his story and discovered that not only had a sentence been added, but an entire paragraph. It described in detail Marlon's last... A paragraph? <laughs> Ah, uh, that's what I said. Mm -hmm. It described in detail Marlon's lust for Consuela's brain and his fantasies of gorging on each succulent lobe. Ooh, 
Mmm, tapas. Mmm, loaves. Horrified, Kevin rushed to his laptop and deleted the offending paragraph, returning the word count to its original 800. But it was no use. The next morning, it was back up to 1241, now bolstered by a backstory about how Marlon had become a flesh-eating zombie shortly after his divorce. Uh-oh. Select, delete, save, close, quit. But it wouldn't stop. Each time Kevin opened the file, a new, longer, ever more salacious version awaited him until finally, at exactly 1,600 words, the madness stopped. Dun-dun-dun! Though by now, Kevin was angry, not confused. He was thinking clearly. He had to admit the zombie subplot was compelling, and by contrast, made his description of mere human love between man and woman seemed tame and uninspired. He stared at the number 1600 and considered his options. Select, delete, select, delete, select, delete. When Festrin Gluttons and the Plot Slut read Kevin's story on the podcast, the sentiment was unanimous. They loved all 800 words, not one of which Kevin had written himself. Bum, bum, bum. And that was the word count by Tom Reese Davies. Tom Reese Davies? No? No, Tom Davies. Tom Davies. Oh, I gave him a middle name by accident? Yes. And you also added the to word count. I think I elevated things, yes. <laughs> I added a certain... I don't know what. I think he should be Tom Reese Davies. You're thinking of John Reese Davies. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm thinking of Gimli. And my ox. Exactly. Oh, his poor fallen swollen his poor fallen face. His poor swollen face. What are you? What language <laughs> are you speaking? Dwarfish. 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 I was speaking dwarfish. Um, no, I I felt bad for him because his prosthetics apparently in the movie made his he had a, a very bad allergic reaction to them. So the whole experience was very 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 negative. For yes, John I, I did hear that actually. Yes, and that's why. Well, I'm not sure that he was asked to be in The Hobbit, but I think that he would have been welcome. But I think he made it clear that he would never do that again. If it was painful, I get it. He made it through three movies. Yeah, I wonder um, if he, if they could have done something about that, but I guess, I guess not. Who knows, man? Who knows? Because he should have played Glowin in The Hobbit. You Fa- think? Father of Gimli. Yeah, but it would have been too obvious it was him again. Yes, I suppose. You know, the dwarf with the allergies. Dead giveaway. Why don't we make a phone call? Okay, we can if you stop yawning. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Who's whispering? Hello? Hello? Is that the general? It is. He was was putting his children to bed, so he had to sneak out so he could station properly. I liked that. I'm getting a call. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm. I'm not going to try and explain the entire context to a seven-year-old. 
Probably not wise. He's he's not old enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lady called the word whore calling your dad. <laughs> some some words he can get explained later. So. How are you? Uh, life stays interesting. How are you? Not too shabby. I, I can't imagine you would ever be shabby. I try not to be. <laughs> Dirty, yes. Shabby, no. Yeah, well, there is a difference. <laughs> yes. How have you been? What have you been up to? What's new with you? Uh, let's see. Uh, divorce sucks. Kids are awesome. I've got, like, two girlfriends, which sounds awesome, but, I like, there never seems to be, like, the time to see either of them. So, it, things are fun. Well, why can't you see them at um, the same it, time? Uh, let's see. One lives in Athens. That's Georgia, not Greece. Oh. Um, and, like, one lives in town, but is, like, you know, dating, like, four people. So, polyamory's fun. Wee. Wee. Yeah. You know, it's, I think it's Latin for help. My daytimer just exploded. Yeah. Or my brain. <laughs> I couldn't handle it mentally. I think that would be the problem for me. It's not It's not a calendar issue. It's just, I don't know how you keep it all straight. Yeah, I was just thinking, I mean, if you're if you're dating four people, you've got a lot of fucking time on your hands. Yep. She she is an out-of-work chef. Ah. So. <laughs> on the upside, she's an out-of-work chef. Mm-hmm. So she cooks a lot. Yeah, I was thinking there's some that's, major bonuses yeah. there. Yeah, that's definitely a good thing. So we wanted to thank you for submitting a story to our seventh anniversary episode. You were thank the you. inspiration, Miss Hoare. You, I was. You, bug, you bugged me on Facebook and said, "Hey, Poke, give us a story." And oh, I thought you I, meant I was the inspiration for the story itself. And I'm, I'm now I'm trying to remember, <laughs> and I'm thinking, was I at Burning Man with you, and we just didn't realize who was who? <laughs> no, that wasn't the mushrooms at that point. That was the acid. Why you don't remember? Ah, right. Yeah, I knew I had a smudged dragon on my boob at one point. <laughs> Just the once. Just once. Okay, I thought that was habitual. <laughs> well, it was more that I fell asleep on a lizard. And, you know, we have them. Uh, see, see, just when I was trying to think what kind of innuendo smudge dragon on your <laughs> then you say I fell asleep on the lizard. <laughs> the dragon on the breast goes by the wayside at that point. Yeah, that's the thing. I thought I thought I woke up and I got scared and thought I accidentally got a tattoo while I was really drunk. But it turns out I just passed out on top of a poor little gecko <laughs> and it's glued to my boob. You know, if if you're a poor, as geckos go, what a way to go. I agree. Yeah. And I do. I have said on the show before, I do have a secret I guess apparently not so secret crush on the Geico Gecko. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, you know, he's spending all his money on Coke and hookers. What I can't figure out is why he's always walking. Oh, and not driving? Yeah. He That's... represents car yeah. insurance. Why is he walking everywhere? I never thought about that. It makes me crazy. He walks everywhere. And some of the themes of the ads are the mm -hmm. fact that he's walking everywhere. It doesn't I, make I, sense. I, I think it's because the Aflac duck keeps taking his ride. I hate that fucking Aflac duck. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's, he's taken the, the gecko's car and probably is like you know, just racking up points on his record, too. So. so be honest with us. Was that the first story you ever submitted to us? 
No, you have. I have sent you other things. You have read other things from me. Okay, we aren't sure what they were because <laughs> I. It's, I not, it's not the snot one. I know. I, I know that because I. Yeah, no. I was like, I, since we were chatting and stuff, I was like, yay, hooray! They're putting episodes out again. So I grabbed my podcast reader and I started downloading things. And like, yeah, two episodes back, I see my name mentioned, and it's like, you know, somebody else, like, you know, takes credit for Steve Ely's snot. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Yeah. I, I, felt, I, I felt guilty. I thought you had written that story. <laughs> no, and... isn't that one? I think you've read two of mine. There was the uh, first chapter from a novel I'd sent you guys about, um, like, you know, two chicks, like, body swapping with each other. And then there was one that I sent in, which was just this little fetish piece that I actually wrote for Cunning Minx about the podcast expo a few years ago. Right. Okay. Yes. Um, basically, like, her sucking everybody's cocks up at the front of the podcast expo. Wait. Um, no, wait. The, the, the identities were all disguised. That was not actually Cunning Minx. I'm making all that up. Um, yeah, we should. you should probably pick that up in editing. Not that you will. You but... want us to bleep? <laughs> well, I don't care. Um, no. <laughs> Minx is awesome. I don't think she would mind. I think she would just roll her eyes. What's she up to these days? She is in Seattle, and she is fabulous. She got to go to Burning Man last year. Oh, yeah? I have not been to Burning Man. I actually do stick to the things that are, like, entirely unlike Burning Man by being, like, in actual weather on mm. actual Earth with not thousands of people and with grass and other vegetation and water around. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I respect the idea of Burning Man, but I am not that extreme in anything. Me too. The the biggest reason that I haven't gone, I have I have many friends who go, but they won't let me go with them because <laughs> I don't ride a bicycle. And they said it is absolutely essential to ride a bicycle. I thought you were going to say they won't let you into Burning Man. I'm like, yes, if you've been banned from <laughs> sort of. That's that's a reputation. I've been sort of banned by the people I would go to Burning Man with if I were to go is to Burning a, Man. Is this a religious thing that you don't ride a bicycle? Um, no, it's I really don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's okay. really embarrassing. I have a really strange tailbone and it hurts like hell for me to sit on a bicycle. And I didn't know this until way too late because... My parents just, you know, you go through that phase where you just put your kid on a bike and mm -hmm. try to teach them how to ride it. And they'd put me on it and I would just scream and cry and cry and cry. So I just never learned. I, 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 will, I will be sensitive to your tailbone and withhold speculation. Thank you. It's not like a tail or anything. I don't want people to have that image. <laughs> well, no, it's like a bone. I mean, it's not, you know, like a small potatoes episode. <laughs> I guess I can't make the joke that uh, if you put a seat on it, it'd be more comfortable or something. Well, you could. That's you too late. <laughs> what do you mean it's too late? You just you, you just did. The only reason it's too late is because you just said I can't mm -hmm. make the joke. Man. No, see that's 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 <laughs> the cop out approach to humor. I, I do it all the time, where you you can't figure out how to segue into the humor, so you take it all meta. At which point <laughs> you don't have to segue. You're talking about the joke. At which point you've delivered the joke but without having to make any excuse as to why you're just suddenly dropping this joke out of the blue because it's become its own topic. I've never um, and then thought going meta about, about the meta is actually a lot worse and <laughs> stupider, so I should stop. I, I've never given that much thought to a joke before. I'm sure that shows in a lot of ways, but it shows I'm, I'm not sure you need anyways. to. <laughs> 
Can you tell I generally like used to script all of my podcast intros? I don't do extemporaneous. You've told us that before, and it shocks me because it always seems so just completely off the top of your head. I'm a good reader. That's pretty. I can read fairly naturally, and I, I think I can do conversation okay. But if it's just me speaking into a microphone in an empty room with nothing to bounce off of, then I just feel the vast emptiness of the universe all around me, and I completely run out of things to say. Did you script this phone call? I did. Yes. Uh, thank you for getting your lines. <laughs> <laughs> So. No, I have to say, after I discovered that you scripted all of those intros, I was a hundred million times more flattered at some of the stuff you said about us, because I figured you were just spewing off the top of your head. So, I mean, it was lovely, mm-hmm. but no, I, 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 I just assumed it was just you were making shit up, like, oh, I like this show. It's like the drunk version of our show, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and... I was thinking, oh, that's that's cute, but I assumed you were just kind of spewing off the top of your head. No, no, I I take time to spew. I I put I put skill and craft and very careful effort into my spewing. So what are you spewing now? (laughs) Oh well, I mean, I I just put my kids to bed, so I'm not really. (laughs) I I I haven't had much opportunity to spew much of anything. Yes. yes. That's yeah. not what I meant. Yes, I'm shocked. Shocked, my lady. How, how could you dare suggest such things? Um, I'm mostly doing software these days. Um, I've, I've thrown too much creative impulse into like web application development and other things that most people wouldn't think could be that creative. But if you look at how creatively bad a lot of it out there is, mm-hmm. then you know there's, there's definitely room for improvement and invention out there. Couldn't agree more. So I actually started at one point to write a new like podcasting platform in anger, but I didn't actually finish it. Uh, I, I, I need to get back and get angry at that again and stay angry. I'd like that. Yeah. What do you use now to listen to podcasts? Uh, mostly my iPhone. I've got this thing called Downcast. Okay. Which, um, it works really, really well for like just grabbing things and you can you, the, the, real, the thing I really like about it is that it's got a really good speed control so you can listen to podcasts like twice as fast, two and a half times as fast, three times as fast and for ADD rattled people like me that lets you get through a whole lot of people talking in a fairly short amount of time What are you saying? You, you listen to us on fast forward? Not Always, not entirely. I, I will not. I will. I'm, I take the fifth. Yes, that's what I do. Do we sound like chipmunks? No, no. It doesn't change pitch. It just makes you talk faster. Uh, oh, wow! Really? Oh, I have to download that. That's cool. So it kind of yeah. sounds like our original episodes, where some of them were cut so tight that <laughs> we're just talking over each other. Well, I was kind of yeah. just learning how to edit. I yeah. didn't always do a very good job. Yeah. I the, cut the real... out all the gaps. I figured out that there was this button that would just cut out all the silence gaps, and it sounded oh. it sounded like we were on coke. It was yes. fucked up. We I, had I, episodes where it sounded like we were coked out of our skulls. I, I have made that mistake before in in editing. You have to leave room to breathe. Or yeah, sound natural at all. Yeah, you can't you can't just have no pause, no room in there. For one thing, there's dramatic effect, and for another thing. Yeah, it starts to sound inhuman. It starts to sound very machine gun fire. I've used that occasionally in alien dialogue. 
I, I will fuck around with the timing a little bit uh, and like just like take out breath spaces and such. Yeah, and that it, could it be good. More but yeah, I, I have noticed if and when I've gone back to listen to some of our earlier stuff, there was a phase where I, I thought I was being so smart and just using this button that would cut out all the silence gaps. Mm -hmm. And you listen to them back and it's just like, oh my God, what were we on? It's good to cut out the ums and the ahs and such, but I, you don't want to cut out every indication that a person is consuming oxygen. I do the bulk of the editing. I don't... I don't think Buttons will mind that I'm saying that. No, I haven't uh, edited an episode in years. Years. <laughs> I'm six, okay with that. Six and a half years, to be you don't, exact. You don't have an army of oh. robot minion hamsters that will do your editing for you? That's not true. I did, uh, I did the occasional episode, like, after half a year. Maybe. Actually, we but... used to trade off for a little while. Yeah. We did the first ones together, and then that just took too long. It used to be a lot more balanced, you know? That's true. It's kind of like a marriage. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure that speaks well of it at this point. Well, you know, we do yeah. have the seven-year itch. That's true. And congratulations, by the way. Congratulations <laughs> on seven fine, long, happy, very drunken, occasionally slurred, confused, amnesiac, waking up the next morning in a strange, smelly couch years. That That is awesome. That was a really good way to sum it up. Yep. He scripted That's that. <laughs> he scripted that. I had no idea that you were even on Skype. I, I, I said hi to you on Skype because you were green because you didn't turn on the red do not disturb thing. And so I said, hello, Miss Whore. And then I thought, wait, didn't she say that she could be recording on Monday? Oops. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that after I typed it at you. Well, the great thing is it was a happy coincidence. <laughs> so is there any plans for you to podcast again? Not really at the moment. Um, I, I still actually own the company that does Escape Pod and Pseudopod and Podcast. Yeah, I knew that. That's why and, I was. Yeah, we've, that's yeah, why we've, I was whining to you, yeah. saying your people aren't letting me narrate anymore. What's going on over there? Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have a talk with my people. I think you should have a talk with your people. I'll put I'll put my people on my other people. I do believe I'm still one of the favorite narrators, and I'm not tooting my own <laughs> you're horn. One of, you're one of my favorite narrators. It, see, the reason why these podcasts do well is because I stay completely uninvolved with production. <laughs> so I'm just but, saying, yeah. I, I'm I'm not making shit up. I'm saying if yeah. you go to the forums, I'm the most requested narrator. I believe you. It is true. Yep, that's because your voice just drips like honey right off of the words. Oh, I like that. Leaving a sticky mess on the floor. <laughs> I like that, too. <laughs> I also like that. I don't like leaving a room without leaving a sticky mess on the floor. <laughs> that's the way I was raised. You know? Other people... Your, your <laughs> reputation not only precedes you, it lingers behind you for days. Right. Other people were taught not to leave a room without taking something with them to clean up. I was taught not to leave a room without leaving a leaving sticky mess on the floor. <laughs> I think Buttons has left the building. No, no. I, uh, <laughs> He's just horrified. I, well, we've, well, you're the, you're it's not like I haven't seen it before. Away, so. we, we've offended his sensibilities. He's a drummer, so he's extra 
Oh, I'm hearing my voice echoing back to me, and I'm not sure why. Is I'm not hearing that. Okay, good. I am. I'm hearing me too. I think it's just uh, slow internet. Okay. Good. No, I was gonna say he's a drummer, so he has an extra special fear of the leaving a sticky mess behind because of Spinal Tap. I thought the drummer's fear was spontaneous combustion. Yeah, that's what I mean. I that sticky okay. green glob on the oh, that's right. of the drum kit. Yeah, I forget that spontaneous combustors leave residue. Yeah. They do in spinal. I, yeah. Really, honest, it's never happened to me. <laughs> that, that girl, she was she's totally lying. Yeah, she's taking that up. She's she's got a she's got a thing against me. I've I've never spontaneously combusted. You're saying someone said you did? <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. You have to- <laughs> We caught him off guard. It's not scripted. <laughs> anyway, thank you very, very much for sending the story. We loved it. We had a lot of fun with it. Thanks thanks for giving me an impetus to actually like sit down and write some silly fiction again. I really hope that it gets you in the mood to write more often. <laughs> I, I hope it doesn't get me banned from regional burns. I don't think so. so. Yeah, probably. I think it takes more than that. Feel free to to uh, submit any anything that you come up with where you're like, hey, I don't think that I want to do anything with this, so I'll send it to air at my shorts. <laughs> yeah. You are always the first ones I have in mind. We like to think of ourselves as the not ready for prime time writers forum. <laughs> you're the too uh, much for prime time. Yeah, like just just prime time us, can't handle you. Give us the shit that you wouldn't dream of sending elsewhere, and if you have to put a pen name to it, that's fine too. If you're too embarrassed to put your own name on it, we're okay with that. Just tell us. You need to get to know me better if you think that being too embarrassed is really something I'm not capable of. <laughs> so that's that's true of almost everyone in the podcast community. I think you're right. That's why we do the silly things we do. True, true. There you go. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. <laughs> this has been fabulous. Well, thank you for being on. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Buttons. Thank you, Ms. Hoare. You're welcome. Yeah. We shall speak anon. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Take care. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. Right. Have fun. Uh, I'm shooting a music video soon. That's kind of fun. What's your role in it? You're directing it, or what are you doing? Yes, I'm directing it. Whose music? I wrote it, and I direct, and I'm directing it. Um, a guy, uh, oh, what's his professional name? Disease? Seriously? It's his artist name. Hope it doesn't catch on. <laughs> anyway, contact us at shortsattheitspot.com. Send us your stories. Shortsattheitspot.com. Use short stories of 800 words or less, or 700 words or less, or just send us stories. How about that? We just won't read them if they're too long. Uh, but uh, we're getting a little low in the in the basket. The bag is low. Go to uh, airmyshorts.com and play with the plot plunger if you're running out of ideas. Don't forget to listen to The Drabblecast and Nobilis Erotica and... TTN and Punky Radio and Hey You Know It and Escape Pod and Pseudopod and Eight Minutes on High. Not to be confused with Eight Miles on High, which I mistakenly called it repeatedly because of either 
Some sort of weird... What's his name? Psychedelia? No, you know, 8 Mile. Oh, Eminem. Yeah, I kept accidentally calling it 8 Miles on High. I was thinking of... It's 8 Minutes on High. The, the birds. Is it the birds? 8 Miles High. Mm, maybe. Okay. Well, call our audio and co- comment line. Cardio Almond Line. Cardio Almond Line. 30576 shows. That's 30576 shows, as in shows me your. Consuela's brain. No? Sure, why not? <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. Air out your shorts by sending your short stories to shorts at theitspot.com or visit us at our website at theitspot.com. Era my shorts. My shorts. I hate that fucking Affleck duck. I will not be made useless. We are raffling off an original painting by our very own The Word Whore. This draw will take place at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday, September 17th, 2012. Not only is this a chance to own an original work of art, it is a chance to help right an unfortunate wrong. 100% of the proceeds will go directly towards paying off the mountainous debts incurred as a result of the injuries the word horse sustained to her right hand last June. Only $25 per ticket. Visit airoutmyshorts.com today. Good luck. That's airoutmyshorts.com. Thank you.